There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I'm Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, Davy Crockett. I'm Lee. From the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread on America. Your host, feeling much better. Don Q, let's go. guys how's everybody doing out there today it is thursday january 25th 5th 5th or 5th 5th oh, 5th <laughs> january 25th 2024 <sighs> how's everybody doing out there today it is a fine day here in the state of florida hopefully everything is well where you're at listening to the program and as you can tell i'm feeling 100 better than i was on tuesday now I'm going to get into uh, something here real quick. Uh, Before we get into the show, I'm going to cover a few things real quick. Uh, First off, guys, you know the deal. It's almost like I shouldn't have to repeat myself, but you guys know. But you guys know. But if someone's tuning into this for the first time, they don't know. So now they're going to know. You know what I'm saying? If you know, you know, right? Right? Okay. D-Tom Store, right? Now, um, guys, please check out this show if you're new here i kind of lost train of thought there anyway uh if you're if you're listening to the show guys please make sure that you're following the show number one you subscribe whatever it is it's free doesn't cost anything i don't i don't do patreons i don't do all that bullshit look i'm lucky if i can squeeze out three shows a week okay so it's free please all i ask for you to do is to follow the show and if you are so inclined, please make sure you share the show. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, if you could please give me a review, preferably a five-star. And if you want to write something, that would be great too. And, and the biggest reason is 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 to get the show out there. Okay? I am self-funded. I'm... I don't really have any sponsors. You know, I talk about being sponsored by Maker's Mark. They're not sending me money. I'm just a brand ambassador for Maker's Mark. So it's it's kind of one of those things. Um, so when I ask you to do these things, it, it's it's to help me fall into the algorithm. It's hard enough with, with my logo being what it is to be not be shadow banned because the gas and flags, so on and so forth. And then if you guys do want to help monetarily, like I said, you can go... And send me money directly. The P.O. Box one. No, no, we're not doing that. Uh, you can go to the Tom store. Uh, guys, the link's at the bottom of the podcast app. And once you're listening to this on, um, I've tried to keep the cost as low as I possibly can. Obviously, I need to make some sort of profit. The whole point of the Tom store is for me to get filthy, stinking rich. So go buy. No, that is not the point of the Tom store. <laughs> I've kept the cost as low as I possibly could because basically all I'm doing with this store is to fund the podcast to help keep the websites running, to keep the show running with uh, limiting the amount of money coming out of my pocket as I can uh, short of doing a Patreon and all that crap because the Podbean, um, the people that distribute my show do, do, does want me to start a Patreon and I'm not doing that. So, um, 
if you guys want to help me out, that'll be the best way to do so. Buy a t-shirt, buy some stickers. Shipping is free um, in, in, in the United States. And it's just those little things, guys. Um, helps with me for, with advertising. Someone sees you wearing the shirt. They wonder what it is. They go to the website, so on and so forth. You see, it's a steamroll effect. So I'm not a name. I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm not, you know, Dan Bongino or anyone like that. I'm just fucking Don. I'm Don Q. Right, just a dude <laughs> with a full-time job and a part-time podcast, and those are the ways you can help me out. You can also help me out by following me on social media at face on Facebook, Instagram, uh, True Social, and the Ticker Talker. We are Don't Tread on America on all four of those situations. TikTok. I don't do any crazy videos. I'm just making drinks, baby. Just making drinks, baby. And if you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Also on the Twitter X machine at dtom underscore 1775 all right guys i'm not the micro machines guys uh, guy if you're wondering i just naturally talk this fast when i'm feeling well i'm doing well and i'm and i'm in a good mood and everything's right then this is how i talk sugar and water speaking of which i'm drinking another batch of my honey old-fashioned today because let me tell you a little let me tell you a little story about a man named don okay on Tuesday, okay, th this is how my week has gone so far. Real quick, and then we'll get into the show, and I don't want to drag this on, but here we go. Sunday, okay, this is my, how my week worked. Saturday, I worked. Got off of work. Um, I don't think I did anything. Anyway, Saturday. Sunday, day off. Get up, 4 o'clock, go to the gym, uh, hit the weights, and then got home. Me, the wife, my son, his wife, and our grandson, we all went to downtown Disney or Disney Springs or whatever the fuck you want to call it nowadays to hang out, have fun, good old day. Um, that was my day. Monday, got up at 3 in the morning. Yes, it was my day off. Got up at 3 in the morning, went to the gym, and I had doctor's appointments for most of the morning up until like about 1 o'clock or so. Uh, I felt fine. The whole time, I felt fine. Now, Tuesday comes. I get up. I go to work. Now, I don't get up like most people get up and go to work. I get up at about... 12.30 in the morning to go to work. So I get up at 12.30. I'm fine. I, I don't have any issues. I don't feel bad. I don't feel a little bad. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. I did feel a little bad because <laughs> my dumb ass was reading, because that's what I do, uh, and how you should sleep. Sleep positions. Should you sleep on your back, on your stomach, on your side, on your right side, left side? Da -da -da. I always sleep on my right side because... Why? I don't know. Because my left shoulder is fucked up. I've had surgery on top of surgeries. I have half of my shoulder left um, from just different situations. Uh, so it's hard to sleep on my left side. I'm not a back sleeper and I'm not a stomach sleeper. Anyway, so I was reading. They say, oh, sleeping on your right side is bad for you. You should sleep on your left side. So I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and sleep on my left side. Well, like most American men, even if it's 30 degrees outside, I have a fan going in my room, right? <laughs> Am I right? So I thought I had angled the fan away from me, but evidently I did not. And it was blowing right in my face. So when I woke up Tuesday morning, my throat was a little scratchy. But, you know, I drank some water, took my vitamins, did, said my prayers, took my vitamins. You know, Hulk Hogan, right? Right, brother? And um, I felt fine. So as the day progressed through work, I started to feel bad. I was sneezing, coughing. I'm like, what the fuck? I, I was fine. Now all of a sudden. So I don't know if it was from being in the doctor's office on Monday in combination with the fan situation on Monday night or what, whatever. So felt like shit. Hadn't had a drink in a couple of days. I was debating on whether or not to do the show. If you listen to the show on Tuesday, you could probably tell. I was not very energetic. I was kind of like... <laughs> But I made me a honey old fashioned, right? Now I'm. If you guys are on the TikTok, you'll you can look and see if you want to know how to make. It. I'm not going to go into details, but I do make my honey old fashioned with honey, not artificial honey, not honey flavoring. I make it with actual honey. So, and then I use a honey whiskey, and so on and so forth. Like I said, if you want to learn how to make it, check it out. But honey itself is a medicinal item it's it can be used it for medicinal purposes also oddly enough so can whiskey hmm 
Now, I know it's not pharmaceuticals, and I'm not buying it at the, you know, the pharmacy, and the doctor did prescribe it, much like most of my life. Sometimes when I go from pharmaceuticals to natural remedies, those things seem to work a little bit better. Not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you how it works for me. Anyway, so after the show, I was feeling a little frisky. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and make me another drink. That's right. It was a two for Tuesday. And uh, so I just made a quick little drink, a little cinnamon whiskey, not fireball, because that's crap. If you're going to get cinnamon whiskey, spend some money. I got scandalous. Um, A little bit of honey whiskey and a little bit of regular whiskey. Nothing special, just equal parts, probably an ounce each. Mixed it together. So the cinnamon with the honey and the... Man, I went to bed. I slept like a baby. Oh, no shit, Don. You drank six ounces of whiskey. (laughs) You're welcome. Anyway, woke up Wednesday morning. Felt fucking fantastic. It's amazing. Whiskey. (laughs) Anyway. All right, guys. So let's get to the show. (laughs) So I'm going to label this show The Civil War 2.0, where we all died. No. But yeah, Civil War 2.0. You'll see that when you log in. But anyway. Um, Before I get into my Civil War talk, okay, I want to touch on a couple of things. Now, I listen to podcasts during the course of my day. And I don't listen to podcasts necessarily to hear, to get ideas for this show. I, I get ideas of what not to talk about on this show. And since January 1st, now if you guys recall, the very first show of this year, January 1st, 2024, I did a show called the American Revolutionary Civil War. Okay? My biggest show of the year. <laughs> actually, no, actually, no, it's not my second, it's my second biggest show of the year because uh, Disease X kind of overtook that one. But anyway, um, 500-something downloads, um, which I know, not Joe Rogan numbers. I get it, but, you know, whatever. For just a dude with no name recognition, that's pretty fucking good. Look it up if you don't believe me. I was feeling kind of down on myself, side note. Um, and I was like, you know, maybe maybe I'm just wasting my time. I, I feel like I'm doing these shows, and I feel like I'm bringing good content. And then a week or two or three later, I hear similar situations on other shows. Not saying that they're getting their ideas from me, but, you know. Anyway, so I do this show with the intent purpose of not talking about what everybody else is talking about. Okay? Um, so I was feeling kind of down. And so out of curiosity, I looked it up, okay? And just for just in case you were curious, there's millions of podcasts out there, right? And um, what the fuck is that? Facebook has been able to access your entire photo library for six months. Do you want to continue flying this? No. Um, <laughs> that popped up on my phone. Anyway, um, so just to let y'all know, there's there's millions of podcasts. It's not just people in Florida or California or, you know, it's the whole country. You Better yet, it's the whole world. There's millions upon millions of podcasts. So you might do, a, you might be listening to this right now and you might do a podcast and you might just be a regular old working dude just like me and you might be doing a podcast and God bless you for that. Um, I'll say this about that. If, if we're like-minded and you have something to say and we want to collab and you want to reach out to me, do so. Don't trade on America.com. Anyway, um, so some people, you when you do a podcast, you get discouraged. Okay, I only got five downloads. I only got ten downloads. And Okay, so be it. So if you, this is off of, um, this is off of the podcast host. Um, and these were updated as of 2024, January 2024. Okay, so... If your new episode, okay, gets within seven days of its release, 32 downloads, then you're in the top 50% of all, all, all podcasts. If your show gets more than 121 downloads, you're in the top 25%, uh, more than 478, 10%, more than 1100, 5%, so on and so forth, right? So when I read stuff like that and I look at my numbers, and right now, for the month of January, and I'll tell you, I don't care. I, it's not bragging. I just feel good about myself because I'm. Who am I, right? So this month, January, today's the twenty-fifth. We're right at about twenty-five hundred downloads for the month. Okay, it doesn't sound like a big deal when you talk about other people's shows. I get it. But for someone like me, who's getting a hundred downloads a, a, a day, essentially, I've only done what, seven shows, eight shows, 
this is I think show eight or nine of the of the month. So, and this isn't even up yet. I mean, it will be when you hear it, obviously, right? But um, my point being is this: Who am I? I'm doing good numbers, so I'm like, you know what? I feel good. I feel good about myself. If people want to listen to my shit and they want to use it for their show, so be it. All I ask of you guys, if if that is the case, and maybe I'm just talking to the air here, reach out to me. We follow each other on Twitter. <laughs> I've given you my website. Some of you even have my email address. <laughs> Reach out. I'm more than willing to be on y'all show or vice versa. Um, you know, all's, all's I hear is on the shows that I listen to. I don't listen to millions of podcasts. I listen to a handful. But of those, all I hear about is how we shows like this we all need to get together. We need to be unit united. We need to be able to get the word out. The more people that are saying the things we're saying, the better off we are and so on and so forth. And I'm here and I'm just needing a little push from you guys that get thousands of downloads <laughs> an episode instead of hundreds of downloads an episode. Anyway, so in my listening to shows, um, a lot of your mainstream podcasts haven't touched the subject of this civil war now if you listen to temple he's been talking about civil war for a last year or two but his he, now he's obviously changed his stance on what he said but in actuality what he said was when he first was talking about civil war a couple years ago it wasn't in this situation that i'm talking about civil war it was in the situation of people ideology right versus left um MAGA versus Antifa, BLM, you know, those types of, that's what he was equating a civil war, which was probably more along the lines of a civil unrest. Now, fast forward to this past week or the week we're in, everyone's focused on Texas now. Now, I'm not saying I'm the purveyor of all that's holy and the newsbreaker. I'm not Dan Rather or whoever in the fuck's big doing that kind of shit now. But January 1st, you can look at my shows. Um, I started talking about this almost a month ago. And I even talked about it a little bit last year, you know, in December. But no, 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 no. But now, now there are still some mainstream podcasts that aren't talking about it. They're talking about election. Not even talking about election. They're talking about what happened on January 6th or January 5th of 2020 or whatever the fuck that was, 21. And... It's almost like they're avoiding the subject. When I agree with, if you take the election for the past eight years and, and what we're walking into now, I think if you take what's going on in Texas right now, you multiply that by the bullshit that's going on in your state, wherever your state is, and then you multiply that by an election that by all accounts, the majority of America does not want Joe Biden. Not to say that the majority of Americans want want uh, Trump, but they definitely don't want Biden. Now, I would say the majority of what's left wants Trump, but, you know, whatever. And what I'm saying is this, without getting to a whole bunch of election talk, and I'm going to talk just a brief minute about it. With everything that's going on, and, the, and what happened with the Trump-Biden election of 20, what do you think is going to happen if, if whether, whether Biden wins legitimately or not? Okay, let's say Biden wins, and it's legit. It doesn't matter if it's legit, because people are still going to think that it wasn't legit because of what happened four years ago. And then they're going to have that in their mind. And you think January 6th was bad, and then you think, you know, the, the January 6th bomb thing was bad that no one really talked about because, you know, maybe it was going to happen, maybe it wasn't going to happen, maybe it was a plot just to assassinate Kamala Harris, which no one's really connecting that dot. Um, but whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying it's going to be equal parts of a bunch of bullshit that come together to come to a head because you have this Texas situation that is every day getting just a little bit worse and i'm going to really dive into the texas situation here in just a minute i want to talk about what kamala harris said the other day she was on a show talking about stuff now but this is what she had to say about the ele the upcoming election and you can only guess who she was talking about november of, of, not, of 2024 binary and on the other side you've got 
someone who has said that if he were back in office, he would weaponize the Department of Justice. Why? Someone who has openly applauded insurrectionists as patriots. True. Someone <laughs> who has said that they will go after their political enemies. Mm. Pot calling kettleback. And, and applauds dictators. Indicating that he would be one. He actually did say that, but in reference to opening the pipeline and dig, what do you say, drill, baby drill. So let's be really clear about what's at stake. And then, yes, of course, there is then a desire that let's get out there because we can't lose this democracy. You know, her face looks like a dick punching bag. Is it? Is it just me, or is it history? Anyway. We can't. November of, of... So, anyway, that's what she had to say. And, of course, she was referring to Trump and what's going to happen because he wants to be a dictator and so on and so forth. And <laughs> never actually said that stuff. So, here's the problem. And here's where that side is losing their mind. And this is where the deep state or the left or whatever you want to call them are worried. And this is why you have a lot of questions about Biden. And that's why I brought up Nikki Haley the other day as far as her being a quote-unquote Republican running against Trump and getting a lot of backing from Democrats because maybe that's your replacement. Maybe, maybe these people are actually smart in the sense that they know they can't win with anything they have on in the Democratic Party, right? They know no one wants Biden. They know this, but they don't want Trump. But if they can back Trump's immediate rival right now being Nikki Haley, then we can get rid of Trump in that situation and then let Haley win the election. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, just, I'm just throwing a scenario out there. But here's the reason. Trump has said that he plans on immediately reissuing the 2020 executive order, restoring the president's authority to remove rogue bureaucrats and wield that power very aggressively. De uh, was dictator, that's dictator talk. Okay. Clean out all corrupt actors in our national security and intelligence apparatus. Okay. I think that's a situation where he learned his lesson. Okay. Totally reform FISA courts. Establish a Truth and Reconciliation Commission to declassify and publish all documents on deep state spying, censorship, and corruption. That would be interesting. Launch a major crackdown on government leakers who collude with the quote-unquote fake news to, deliber to deliberately weave false narratives and subvert our government in democracy. But he doesn't want democracy. Make every... Inspector General's office independent and physically separate from the departments they oversee. Ask Congress to establish an independent auditing system to continually monitor our intelligence, intelligence agencies. <laughs> uh, continue the effort launched by the Trump administration to move parts of the <clears throat> federal bureaucracy to new locations outside of Washington. Work to ban federal bureaucrats from taking jobs at companies they deal with and regulate. And to push constitutional amendments to propose term limits on members of Congress. Sounds pretty dictatorish to me. So that's part of their issue. But as far as empowering the DOJ to go after your political rivals, let's talk about news that just broke today. Peter Navarro, one-time advisor to President Trump, was sentenced Thursday, yesterday, or I'm sorry, today is Thursday, to four months in prison for refusing to comply with a congressional investigation on January 6th. That's interesting. So <clears throat> let me get this straight. <clears throat> Excuse me. President Trump advisor refuses to comply with congressional investigation into January 6th, gets four months in jail. But Hunter Biden, the son of fucking dipshit McGee, can refuse to cooperate with a congressional investigation and eh, no bubbles, no troubles. And to the point where he can even show up at your little congressional investigation, give you the double tall man and tell you to go fuck yourself. And what you going to do about it, bitch. But in the meantime, we can do this. 
But no, Trump is the one that wants to go after his, he wants to empower the DOJ to go after his political rivals. That's, that's what we're talking about. Now, I've come to the conclusion that basically anything that these motherfuckers say is a lie. And it's basically, it, I'm, let me rephrase that. It's a lie, but it's the truth. <laughs> what do you mean, Don? Because it is actually happening. It's just they're the ones doing it. Okay? It's kind of like a situation where if you if you ever have been in this situation or know somebody that has been in this situ- situation where their spouse was cheating on them. Okay? Let's say husband and wife. Husband and wife, been together for however long. And the wife... Or I'm sorry, let, well, whatever. The husband is accusing the wife of cheating. And the wife's like, I'm not doing nothing. You're a fucking whore. You're cheating on me. You're probably doing this, that, and the other thing. I, I, and, and let's say the wife's legitimately not, legitimately not doing a thing. But chances are the husband is. That's usually how that works. So as the Democrats and as Biden and his flunkies are sitting there saying what Trump is going to do, it's because they are the ones already doing it. Keep that in mind. But I'm going to play this clip from Steve Harvey. I want to move to Sweden. Oh, okay. You know, the land of Ikea. Wait a minute. Ikea, the furniture store? Mm-hmm. I want to encourage you to stay here in this country. Donald Trump is not going to be that bad. Don't run. He's going to make Ikea bring their ass over here and start building them desks and stuff in America because he's going to make America great again. Let's go, Donald Trump! There you go. I mean, come on. Steve Harvey, come on, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Harvey, all right, guys. (laughs) All right, that's all we have to talk today about the election. And I would say politics, but... I'm sure what I'm about to talk about is kind of political. So anyway, this is what I wrote. The Texas war front at Shelby Park in Eagle Pass, Texas, could wind up being the new Fort Sumner. Guys, I've talked about this time and time again. Once again, one of the only shows that actually has been talking about this. People are new to the game. Welcome to the show, guys. We've, this is, this is. I know it's new to you, and you want to dismiss it, but this is what's happening. No one knew that the Civil War was the Civil War until after it was the Civil War. If that makes any sense, because I really don't know what I just said. No, Much like World War I and World War II, they weren't called World War I and World War II until after the fact. It's not like when the shots were fired at Fort Sumner that everyone's like, oh shit, here goes the Civil War. For a brief moment in time, people didn't even believe that we were at war. It wasn't until the history books were written that it was called the Civil War. So, when a person like myself who studies history can look and see what's building and say, this very well could be the beginning of another civil war, you can easily dismiss it and be like, whatever, dude. But if you crack open a book, and and I talked about it on the last show, and you look at the events leading up to the Civil War of 1861, okay, they're not exactly the same. I, I mean, we're talking two different time frames and, and what the basis was on. But if you take the slavery aspect of it and you take the illegal immigration aspect of it out of the question. We're not talking about slavery. We're not talking about illegal immigrations. The the basis, the whole basis of that civil war had a lot to do with states' rights over federal demands. Okay? And like I said on the show the other day, it was very it was getting to that point during COVID. And there was a lot of talk during COVID of a civil war because of the mandates, because of the federal government saying you have to do this and you have to do that. And everyone's like, you can go fuck yourself. Okay. That also was a fight over civil rights, or I'm sorry, over states' rights versus federal rights. Okay. And the federal government gave up on that. And all they said, well, you can't come to federal buildings without these things. And we're like, well, whatever, cool, just won't go. So, you know, before we get into all of that, and I've talked about 
the events leading to Fort Sumner and leading to the Civil War. You know that. Why, why is all this even happening? Now, this is John Kirby. He was on um, Fox News. I'm thinking this was this morning. And um, actually, this was yesterday. Either way, it doesn't matter. And the host on Fox News is ask, asks a question. I mean, they're not is what we're hearing, that, that they're they're not really moving along well. And, you know, you say that he's been concerned about it for three years, but that's failing, obviously, because when you have well, look, record think, numbers think, of people coming in, that means the policy is failing. So why not change gears and think, try to do something that works? I think it's important to put this in context, too, Martha. You're seeing, as you rightly said, record numbers of people. And it's not just the United States that are facing that pressure. Some, uh, Lots of countries in the hemisphere, including Mexico, is facing a lot of pressure at their own southern border. I mean, there are more people on the move in this hemisphere right now than there has been since World War II. And it's a lot John, of reasons are forcing Do we have a southern go. border? Do we have a what? Do we have a southern border? I, I think he answered the question right there. Do we have a southern border? Do we have what? 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 Border? What? Yes, ma'am. Of course we do. Then how come people can flow across it every single day? We Hundreds and thousands very... of people over the course. 300,000 people in December. We're working very hard to try to fix Okay, you ain't working on shit. Okay, so um, I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> Not even a story. This is fact. This is from an article, February 2nd, 2021. Okay? Uh, just, what, two weeks after dipshit was inaugurated as our... 46th president. U.S. President Joe Biden signed executive orders Tuesday to start to dismantle former President Donald Trump's restrictive immigration policies, including an attempt to reunite families that had been held separate at the U.S.-Mexican border. He says, I'm not making new law. I'm eliminating bad policy. Where's my tapioca? Oh, God. In the first hours of his presidencies two weeks ago, Biden acted to halt construction of the of Trump's $16 billion wall along the border and sent a far-reaching immigration bill to Congress where lawmakers have long been stalemated between liberals looking at the ease, the path of U.S. citizenship and considered seeking to blah, blah, blah. So anyway, he signed a executive order halting who? Who? Who was it? Donald Trump's policy. Okay, so in the meantime, in the meantime, computer, in the meantime, here we are, what has happened? Okay, so Trump took office uh, in 2017, okay? So he signed executive order saying we don't want illegals, okay? And these are apprehensions, so this doesn't, this doesn't count all illegal crossings. These are apprehensions. So in 2017, his first full year, 310,000. Second year, 404. Third year, it was up 859. And then that was, um, well, no, I guess that was okay. So, and then in 2020, it was down to 405. So um, just rough math. So 1.2, 1.6, um, we'll call it just under 2 million, okay? In the four years he was president. Okay, Biden's first year, his first full year as president, 2021, 1.6 million apprehensions. So in Trump's four years, it was just a smidge under 2 million. In his first one year, it was 1.6. In year number two, 2.2. In year number three, 2 million. So in his three years, actually, in his in this past year, we, we can't count 24 because it's just started. But in 2023, he had more apprehensions in that one year than Trump had in the four years. So if you add his all together, you're talking upwards of 6 million apprehensions in the three years he was president. Now, you can even go back to when uh, fucking Obama was president. So 16, so we'll say 4 uh, seven and a half, we'll call that, uh, eight, nine, 10, 11, we'll call it 12, 16, so 1.6, um, we'll say two, 2.3, so, and what I have here from 2010 to 2016, he had just about two and a half million, give or take, so even he, his numbers were low, 
So you can look at the trend from 2010 to current, and every year it was well under a million. For the most part, it never even hit half a million, except for in 2019 where it was eight 800,000. But nonetheless, it never hit that high, and then you get dipshit in there, and it's 1.6, 2.2, and 2 million. Why? What happened all of a sudden? What happened? Because even if you say, oh, um, we can sit here and say, oh, he reversed the executive order of Trump's whatever. Okay, fine. That's true. Look at the numbers. But you could even go back and say, well, before Trump, it wasn't that bad. So what has happened that all of a sudden we're just letting this happen? There has to be something that we're not being told, right? So you look at what's going on on the on the southern border okay and we talked about this the other day and the supreme court ruled against texas as far as a razor wire and i told you how this on tuesday how governor abbott was like fuck you we're doing what we got to do now this is where your your civil war i'm using the quotation marks i'm not filming this today again for rumble i'll start back again next week but nonetheless this is where your civil war um analogies or comparisons are are start to get made because when when the civil war happened you didn't have it wasn't it wasn't like we believe it to be as far as the south versus the north and it wasn't all the south initially it was a few states and then it became a few more states and then it was all the south um and that's how these things happen well here's florida governor ron DeSantis on what he believes is the situation in Texas. Biden is going after Texas, saying that they must remove fortifications from their border. They put wire, they put things to keep people out. Uh, Biden's saying you got to take that down to let people come in illegally, which is just crazy. And I remarked that if the Constitution was originally understood to mean that a state could not protect itself against an invasion, that the federal government could force a state to allow an invasion, the Constitution would have never been ratified in the first place. Texas would have never joined the Union when it did. Uh, And if you look at Federalist 46, which uh, uh, Daniel Horowitz pointed out, uh, James Madison talks about uh, situations where federal encroachment can be mitigated uh, by by state action. So you have Texas here uh, that's holding its ground. They have every right to fortify the border vis-a-vis an invasion, and that's Article One, Section Ten of the Constitution. Uh, so so they're in the right. You also have a situation where liberal jurisdictions over many, many years have been sanctuary jurisdictions against enforcing federal immigration law. So you'll have somebody who's a criminal alien, they will not be given uh, over to ICE, and they will deliberately act to frustrate the laws on the books, and somehow that's viewed as okay. You have Texas who's acting to enforce the laws on the books, to ensure that they have a secure state and that we have a secure country. Uh, so so all of this is just nonsense what Biden's doing. Uh, Texas has every right to stand its ground. We've in Florida, we've been sending people to help uh, for, for many years now because we understand it's not just a Texas issue, it's ultimately an American issue. And if we don't have sovereignty in this country, uh, then we're not gonna be a country anymore. So, so they have every right to hold their ground, uh, to stay, stay the course, and Florida will continue to be there uh, helping out every step of the way. So <clears throat> that's one state, okay? Now you have um, <laughs> the interesting thing about this. Now I found this clip. Let me see. Can I get this to stop? Can I get it to stop? All right, there it is. This is from Joe Biden himself, okay? This is from 2007, What did he have to say about sanctuary cities and immigration? Would you allow these cities to ignore the federal law regarding the reporting of illegal immigrants and, in fact, provide sanctuary to these immigrants? The reason the cities ignore the federal law 
is the fact that there is no funding at the federal level to provide for the kind of enforcement at the federal level you need. Pick up the New York Times today. There's a city not far across the river from my state that imposed a similar sanctions. And what they found out is, as a consequence of that, their city went in the dumps, in, in the dumpster. Stores started closing. Everything started to happen. And they changed the policy. Part of the problem is you have to have a federal government that can enforce laws. This administration has been fundamentally derelict in not funding any of the requirements that are needed even to enforce the existing so law. Senator Biden, yes or no, would you allow the cities to ignore the federal law? No. So here's your current president who said that. And so if the federal government isn't willing to do that, then isn't it up to the states to protect its borders? Right? It's not like the state of Texas is denying people from Oklahoma from coming in or New Mexico or whatever, right? It's 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 an outside country. And it's not even that it's Mexicans per se. It's everyone else, including the the Mexicans. The those those people. You know what I'm saying? Um so the the question now is what is what is the Biden administration going to do? And there's a few things that that they can do. Okay, number one, they could do nothing. Okay, they could do nothing. Hope this goes away. Let Texas do its thing, and whatever people will. When I say people, the immigrants will eventually figure it out, and they'll start going through New Mexico and in uh, Arizona, like they're probably already doing anyway. The only reason this is a story is because Texas is standing up. Now, if the if the federal government decides to do nothing, which kind of would be the smart thing to do, in my opinion, if they want to avoid confrontation, because the people, the people that are coming up will eventually figure, okay, this is an impassable situation let's just go west a little bit because there's three states that have no issue with this so okay so that's number one number two is they could go down there and start cutting the wire the border agents could start cutting the wire and subsequently the texas military and and i'm saying the texas military because i'm going to get into that in just a second um because we're getting a lot of mixed signals here. We're being told that the National Guard, the Texas Guard is what they're calling them, is putting up this this razor wire. So a lot of people equate that the Texas Guard is the National Guard, but it's not. There's two different things, and I'm going to get into that in just a second. But if the president chooses to activate the National Guard. So in every state, you have a National Guard. Every state in this country has a National Guard. Whatever state you live in, you have National Guard. Florida, Texas, New Jersey, whatever. You have the such-and-such state National Guard. Now, that those individuals that are in the National Guard are under the direct supervision of the governor of that state, unless or until they are federalized or activated. Okay, so if the president says... Uh, we're going to war, for example. We're going to war, and we're activating all uh, National Guard units to be on standby. Now, whether they go anywhere or not, but whatever, they're on standby. That means they're actively on duty. So if you've ever served in the National Guard, you know it's it's one week in a month and two weeks a year and so on and so forth. You're active. That means you have to contact your work and say, I've been activated for the National Guard. I have to report to camp such and such, wherever your base is that you're that you're assigned to. And your work <laughs> your work can't do shit about it. Your work's gotta be like, okay, cool. I guess we're gonna be without Don for a few for a while. And you you report to base. Okay? Now, you might not go anywhere. <laughs> you might sit right the fuck there. You might go overseas. You might go to Florida because there was a hurricane. Or you might go to California because there was an earthquake or so on and so forth. Um, or, <laughs> or hear me out, they activate the Texas National Guard to go against the Texas military. Well, Don, what are you talking about? Texas military. Those are, we're talking the same thing. Well, 
actually, they're two different things. The, uh, when, you know, when it comes, there's two main organizations that serve the front lines, Texas, Nas- Texas State Guard and the Texas, Texas National Guard. So the National Guard is federal military organization, serves both state and national as a whole. I just explained that. The Texas State Guard is state-only organized that is not beholden to federal standards. While they are trained and equipped to provide similar services to the National Guard, their primary mission is to serve the state of Texas in times of emergency. This includes providing assistance during national disasters and public health crisis, as well as helping to secure the Texas-Mexico border. Another key difference between two organizations is their funding. National Guard receives federal funding, state guard and state funding. And um, there is uh, the difference is is requirements. That doesn't matter. Point being is this. The National Guard is not on the border. Okay. Now you get on Twitter and you look at this stuff and you see a lot of people, well, if he would just activate the National Guard, then, then all that razor wire that they're putting out, they just have to pick back up because they're National Guard. It's not the National Guard that's putting this razor wire down, people. It's the Texas State Guard. They're two different entities. The State Guard is 100% Texas and reports to Greg Abbott, period. Okay. Do you honestly think that Greg Abbott is so stupid that he would actually use... The National Guard? No, because I think he knows that if I use the National Guard, then Dipshit McGee can sit there and activate them, which is going to cause those same individuals to undo the work they just did. He's using his own guard. Florida has sent its state guard and state troopers florida didn't send the florida national guard to texas do you understand you you honestly this is what i love about twitter and hate about twitter at the same time is that anybody can have a twitter and half of those people are fucking morons okay because everyone thinks they know everything when most of them don't know a fucking thing okay these governors desantis abbott gnome the 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 few states that are actually sending people to Texas. They're not sending National Guard troops because they all know that that would be stupid. That would be a dumb decision because all Biden has to do, and I'm not saying Biden because I don't think he's got a brain in his fucking head, but whoever's running the show, they know that all they have to do is activate the National Guard what of whatever state or all states and say, report to your base okay in texas okay the texas national guard uh report to fort hood uh the the florida national guard report to mcdill you know whatever you know what i'm saying they they know this so they're using their own people texas is using the texas state guard or the texas military whatever you want to call them okay The Texas State Guard is a state-level military force that operates under the authority of the government and not under the federal government. There are currently 2,200 members of that guard. Oh, by the way, they're hiring. Yeah, I have the the application here if you would like it. (laughs) But point being is this. Those individuals, those 2,200 members are trained military personnel. They may be ex-U.S. military. They might be Army, Marines, Navy, whatever. They have armament. They have planes and helicopters and tanks and Jeeps and Hummers and all that other shit. Okay? They have that stuff. Oh, and by the way, with the wave of a wand, do you know what else they can have? via Governor Abbott, arresting powers. So, what happens if the Biden regime activates the National Guard, tells the National Guard to go down there and start removing the razor wire, then Greg Abbott, by the wave of his magic wand, initiates 
his Texas State Guard with arresting powers. And then those individuals, along with Texas Rangers and whoever else is there, like Florida State Troopers and so on and so forth, and they start arresting National Guardsmen. And there might not be the proverbial shot fired, but those are kind of like shots fired. You understand what I'm saying? So what happens then? And like I said, it would be of the Biden's administration if they really want to cuck up, which is, in my opinion, their best bet. For the sake of the country, it's in their best bet to to not do anything. I mean, because I'm telling you right now, when I say this, if they enforce this or if they go any further, and if it gets to the point where people start getting arrested and guns start getting pulled, all you need is one person to pull a gun and start shooting on, on either side, and it's going to get bad real quick. Then what happens? So Governor Abbott put out a post on his uh, Twitter um, yesterday, and he has a decree. This is a statement on this on Texas congressional right to self-defense. It reads, the federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. The executive branch of the United States has, conti- um, has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws on the books right now. President Biden has refused to enforce these laws and has even violated them. The uh, result is that his, um, he has smashed records for illegal immigration. Despite having been put on notice in a series of letters, one of which I delivered to him by hand, President Biden has ignored Texas's demand that he perform his constitutional duties. President Biden has violated his oath to faithfully execute the immigration laws enacted by Congress. Instead of prosecuting immigrants for a federal crime of illegal entry, President Biden has sent his lawyers into federal courts to sue Texas for taking action to secure the border. President Biden has uh, instructed his agency to ignore federal statutes that mandate the detention of illegal immigrants. The effect is uh, to illegally allow the in mass parole into the United States. By wasting taxpayer dollars and tear open Texas border security infrastructure, uh, President Biden has entered illegal immigrants away from 28 legal entry points along the state's southern border, bridges where nobody drowns, and into a dangerous waters of the Rio Grande. Under President Biden's lawless border policies, more than 6 million illegal immigrants have crossed our southern borders in just three years. That's more than the population of 33 different states in this country. This illegal refusal to protect the states has inflicted uh, unprecedented harm on the people across the United States. James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and other visionaries who wrote the Constitution foresaw that states should not be left to the mercy of the lawless president who does nothing to stop external threats like um, cartels smuggling millions of illegal immigrants across the border. That is why the framers included both Article 4, which promises the federal government shall protect each state against invasion, and Article 1, chapter, uh, uh, line 10, clause 3, which allows or acknowledges the state's sovereign interest to protect their borders. The failure for the Biden administration to fulfill these duties imposed in Article 4 has triggered Article 1, uh, chapter 10, clause 3, which refers to the state, the right to self-defense. For these reasons, I have already declared an invasion under Article 1, 10, clause 3, to invoke testis. Texas constitutional authority to defend its protect itself. The authority is the supreme law of the land and supersedes the federal statutes to the country. The Texas National Guard, the Texas Department of Public Safety, and the other Texas personnel are acting on that authority as well as state law to secure the Texas border. So, now what does what happens? What happens from there? So now you have. So, um, the uh, Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, what he was talking about. No state shall, without consent of Congress, 
lay any duty tonnage that's about uh, shipping enter any agreement compact with other states or foreign power to engage in war unless actually invaded so essentially they're being invaded okay however you want to look at it it's an invasion period so now you have a number of states that are siding with governor abbott florida uh being one of those, Ron DeSantis, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Sitt, uh, Stitt, South Carolina Governor Christy Nome, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, and Montana Governor John, uh, Greg Gianforte, I don't know, all announced they stand with Texas and Governor Abbott in the border dispute with the federal government. Okay, that, that was yesterday. Now, those are, those are states that have actively sent uh, personnel, I don't want to say troops, but personnel, to texas to help now in addition to that you have alabama arkansas iowa idaho louisiana nebraska ohio oklahoma south carolina south carolina south carolina south south dakota tennessee uh, west virginia and wyoming so what is that let me count that up here real quick one two i talked about the other day one two three four five six seven eight nine 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 states, if you include Texas, right? What did I talk about? Secession, which also no one's actually talking about. They're more focused on this whole situation. Consent of states, majority rules, you're at 20. You're at 20. Just need six more. Think about it, guys. Times they are a changing and things they are a happening, guys. I'm just here to tell you that, much like my last show, <laughs> if you don't live in Texas, doesn't matter. I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna say it again, guys. <laughs> I know money's tight. I know your credit cards might be maxed out. I know you might be living paycheck to paycheck, but trust me when I tell you this right now. It's January 25th. 2024 most of us will start filing our tax returns right i'm not a financial person by any stretch of the imagination okay i am a person who tries to get prepared okay now most of us will file our tax returns and a lot of us and most of us will get some sort of a return okay my advice to you is this whatever that dollar amount is you're getting maybe you spend some of that on preparation of some sort. Hopefully, you're already armed. Maybe you buy some more ammo. Maybe you buy some, you know, some canned foods. I'm not saying go and buy $1,000 MREs and shit like that. I'm not saying that because I do also live in the real world of money means a lot. I'm not saying if you get a $5,000 tax return, you go buy $5,000 in gold. <laughs> okay. Maybe if you don't have a gun, you buy something to protect your family. Not saying we need it to go to war. I'm not saying that. But the thing about gun and ammo is they hold their value. Okay? You buy it. You have it. If in four years you don't think you need it, you sell it. Okay? But like i said i know money's tight i know times are tough i know i know i'm one of you guys i don't sit here and tell you these things i know i ask you to go to the detom store and i know i say these things but times are tough for me too that's why i'm asking you to do that maybe buy a 20 dollar t-shirt or some three dollar stickers because times are tough for me too and i'm paying for the websites and the podcasting fees and all that stuff so if the <laughs> thousand people or so that are listening to the show you know, I'm not going to go through all that rigmarole again, but you understand. Um, whether you live in Texas or you don't live in Texas, if, 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 I'm not even going to say when, but if things break bad, be better be a little bit prepared. Now's probably the best time because, like I said, excuse me, <laughs> most of us are, um, getting ready to go to bed evidently uh, to do our taxes and a lot of us to get some sort of return maybe use some of that just get a little prepared not saying go crazy not saying build a bunker hell i'm thinking about buying a 
still and start a pot still and start making my own whiskey. <laughs> but you know what? When it comes down to it, and if shit does go bad and things go wrong, <laughs> and the grid goes away and banking goes away and the dollar's not worth shit, neither is your gold. You know what is worth money? <laughs> whiskey, ammunition, food. Goes back to the old school saying of barter. And, I, and I've said this before, too, and I'm going to say this again. Maybe jump on Amazon or wherever you buy your books and stuff from and maybe buy a survival book. Don, why do I need a survival book? I just got on my phone. <laughs> Guys, those phone things can be worth shit if the system goes down. Okay? Keep those things in mind. I'm not going to tell you, go get you $1,000 in cash and put it in your, in your, in your sock drawer. I'm not going to tell you that because it's not going to be worth anything. If it goes to a barter situation, guys, you need to have tangible assets. If you want to barter with me, I don't want a gold shilling. I might want a chicken. I might want some eggs. I give you 100 rounds of ammo for that chicken you got there. You see what I'm saying? Those are going to be the things that are worth money. Don, you're crazy. You're thinking that we're going to an apocalypse. <laughs> guys, we don't know where we're going. Once again, when the Civil War broke out, we didn't, I shouldn't say we, it's like I was there. Contrary to popular opinion, I'm not 200 years old. But <laughs> the people of the time didn't think that it was anything. They just thought it was a little something-something. Now, mind you, this was in the day of no TV or radio or anything like that. It was all newspaper. But nonetheless, people didn't think much of it until there was a lot to think of it. Now, mind you, in those days, everyone was already living off the grid, or off grid, I should say, right? So, it wasn't that, I mean, it was a big deal, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Can you imagine something like that happening today in this country? And I'm going to close with this, because it just I actually thought about it earlier, but I just reminded myself about it. And I'm going to close the show with this. The one thing that w would not surprise me, is that Biden does activate the guard, does start arresting, and there is an incident. This would not surprise me, and it shouldn't surprise you. Because what if, just asking a question here, what if Biden wants war? What if he wants civil unrest? What if he wants this country to be divided? I saw someone on Twitter today put... Guys, come on. If we do a civil war, that's all China wants. Then they'll be then they'll we'll be right for the taking for China and and, and uh, Russia. Okay. What if that's the plan? <laughs> what if that's part of the plan? What if the plan is for this to happen so China can come in and conquer a divided nation? Think about it. So I can get on here and I can say, guys, we just need to get along. Be Rodney King. Like, guys, why can't we just get along? I can do all that. But am I saying there's going to be a civil war? God, I hope not. Am I saying could there be? Yeah, there very well could be. When I'm telling you to get prepared, am I telling you to get prepared for you to go to war? Not saying that. My point is for you to prepare yourself to protect yourself and your family and to be able to feed yourself. Why did I say get a survival guide, get you a book? Well, I would say the majority of Americans don't know anything about killing an animal, skinning it, and eating it because your grocery stores ain't going to be around. <laughs> you know, you need to know how to do certain things. Don't depend on your phone to look it up on Google because that's not going to exist. That's why I'm telling you, get your survival guide. If you don't know how to do these things, and either you need to start learning them, and I know it's easy for me to say, but at least if you have a book that you can read after the fact, even during the case, then at least you have that. So, anyway, with that being said, guys, please make sure if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, if you could please leave me a review. And uh, preferably a five-star. If you want to write something down, that'd be great. I'll read it on the on the show, next show. And um, 
And no matter what podcast app you're listening to the song, guys, if you could please make sure you're following the show so you can get any updates. I generally try to stick to a Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday format. Sometimes things happen. Stuff changes. I get that. So if you're following the show, you'll see that. Um, and you can follow us on Facebook at Don't Tread on, I'm sorry, on social media, I should say. At Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, True Social, and the Ticker Talker. And on the uh, Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775. The website is DontTreadOnAmerica.com. And um, guys, just follow us wherever you can. If you have any questions, concerns, ideas, something you want to talk about, you can send it my way on any of those situations. And uh, other than that, guys, you have a fantastic day. Like I said, if you want to help the store out financially, you can email me directly and I'll give you my address. You can send me a check. Or, or you can go to D-Time Store and buy something. Other than that, guys, you have a fantastic rest of your day. And I'll talk to you again on Sunday. You guys uh, stay frosty. See ya.